Okay. Welcome to the BAFTA podcast. The BAFTA podcast. Home of the BAFTA affiliated products. I'm Andy. And I'm Tim. <laughs> I was told that we can't burp anymore, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. By who? A, a couple sources. Okay. Close to the podcast. I mean, I don't really, the burping, um, I don't love, but I've been participating in. It's been, it's it's funny to me. I guess I don't, I shouldn't care. If it's funny to me, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Um, someone was like, yay mouth, someone was like, yay mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> you can, re- you can, I can really hear them. Um, but I'm also a part of the ASMR community and I'm very tuned into those. Yeah, I am not a part of that community. <laughs> I remember when I found it was my senior year of college and it was like when ASMR like became like kind of a, a widespread phenomenon. Um, I remember like trying so hard to feel something while I listened to an ASMR no. YouTube video. I was like, mm, I was like, like, are you serious? I felt like it was like when you push really hard to try to go poop. But like, I literally, it doesn't do anything for me. They say that you're not supposed to poop or start, you shouldn't push. It should just come like naturally. Well, now I know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why when you're like, you really have to like go and you try to make it quick, it doesn't work out because oh my god because you're supposed to like unclench and you're supposed to like chill out yeah i mean there are some times when i poop and it just is like i'm like oh the worst is when you feel like you're not done yet yeah and then you're like but like i don't i don't have all day isn't it on this podcast where i said i don't maybe uh, i'm i I, I have said this i i never been constipated i can't believe that Oh, and I did, was this, did I say that? I forget like what we say during our shows and what we say, have said here, but. Oh, I know. I guess. Whatever. I don't know. No one's paying attention. No one's paying attention. Um, That's, this is very, this is very, this brings me to the point that about knowing, no one paying attention. Nobody says anything to my close friends or whatever. And the moment that I want to talk shit about someone, a billion people let up my phone. Oh, I was like, interesting. I, was like, I hate this person. Everyone's like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And um, what is your close friends demographic like? I feel maybe after this, I'll I'll look because I'm yeah, curious. I'll, yeah, I'll let you look. But um, it's people that, that should, if I post something sad, they should be reaching out. I'm sorry. Close friends is not only for me to give you hot gossip. This is not E! News. It's, <laughs> it's also Oprah. It's yeah. Ohm. Mm-hmm. It's E! and Ohm. It's Aeon. Aeon. <laughs> Do you remember the um, the Pinocchio where he turns into Jonathan Taylor Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> he turns into like really scary. Uh... Yes, I remember that. Is that crazy? I forget. I want to watch that now. That was like a definitely like one of the videos in the video store where I was like, yeah, I want that, but I, I don't know if I ever watched it. It was scary. Yeah, I like miss scary movies. I miss being actually scared by scary movies. Me too. All the movies, all the scary movies recently I've seen, I've been like, I can watch them. When I was in seventh grade, I went on a date with my then girlfriend um, to see The Ring in theaters. Mm. And I was so scared by The Ring that I asked my parents if I could sleep on the floor of their bedroom because I was like scared of the dark. And my dad was like, if you're old enough to have a girlfriend, you're old enough to sleep in your own bed. Oh, no. Um, But I rewatched The Ring last summer and it was fine, but it wasn't that scary. Okay. I slept slept in my parents' Uh, floor for probably 
a lot longer than I'm okay. Probably had it been ten, um, like all the way up till ten, like, and I would just sleep on the floor, and they would they would get up and I get all mad that that's up on me. Um, yeah, I feel like I remember probably like five was when I would. They're like, you can't like. You can, you're not allowed here. But then, like, if my dad would, like, go on a trip or something and it would just be the kids and my mom, my sister, and I would kind of fight who got to sleep on my dad's side of the bed. Aww. Um, But, um, which, there is just, like, my, my parents' bed, there's such large indents of, like, mm-hmm. where they have a king-sized bed and, like, where they sleep. It's just, like, literally looks like it's, like, the imprint of their body. That might be a sign for a new mattress. Time for a new mattress. You tell them. Uh, tell them. <laughs> um, no, I, I. So I used to. So after that, and then I would sleep on the couch when I'd get scared. Yeah. Until till at least eighteen. I feel like I was like very much not allowed to sleep on the couch, which was like a weird rule. I feel like it was like a very unspoken rule, but like agreed. I remember like going to sleepover, like a sleepover in high school and like being so excited to like sleep on my friend's couch. And I'm like, is this really what is uh, getting me? Is this what's getting me off sleeping on a couch? No, I agree. In my house, it was like an unspoken rule that you couldn't either but I, I it makes no sense like why i can't sleep on the couch i have to sleep in my bed where i'm scared and that's where i so i, so I get scared i used to be scared because um i never wanted to sleep on a bed because that's like exorcist like i'm gonna get possessed and the bed's gonna rickety rockety uh-huh. but couches don't do that yeah no that's a good point <laughs> and couches are kind of like friendly and you have they a lot are. of good memories yeah. and yeah um yeah i used to be really afraid of my basement too why it was just kind of scary. I feel like I like was like someone lives down there. Um, but then in high school, I would go, you know how basements have those like windows kind of that like open up. Like, like Wizard of Oz? Kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. I had a basement and it was never like that though. Uh-huh. Like there were like little like w- windows that like you could kind of just like see up like at kind of like the level like the ground level okay and i would like go at night and smoke cigarettes out of them <laughs> and then i got caught once and my dad was like i've never smoked in my own house and you're and you think you're allowed to oh my god and I'm like, good point yeah? mm-hmm. but it was scary but, i uh, one time there were there were, uh, also, I'm sure he did smoke. I'm in sure that he house. did too. <laughs> Fucking sorry. Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't call you that liar, but you you can do that. One time, um, I had a sneak healing over here, and I was like taking a shower, and then he literally made my house like he smoked like ten cigarettes within what could have been fifteen minutes, and I wanted to kill him. Was it? I, I don't care about the, I don't care about that. No. But what was it? Yeah. Yeah. He smoked like a full like Paul Ball. Like I, I would literally wanted to like kill him because because yeah, it's like it's like one thing if it's like weed or like vapes. It's another thing if it's like full on like cigarettes. Yeah, cancer sticks. He was literally like the cat in the hat. Oh my god. He was like if Adam Driver and the cat in the hat were mixed. Oh my god. He was a pain in the ass. Here's the thing: is if you're white, uh, there's no reason to like call your pa- direct parents like mama and like papa. And I was like, are you is are you calling them because you're like German and that's? He's like, no, I just like to call them that. And I was like, that makes no sense to me. That's so weird. It was like it was almost like. 
It's oh, uh, I, to me, it's, it sounded like you were calling your mom mommy. So you'd be like, mama, mommy. I was like, I, which is, I, I mean, can be endearing and cute sometimes, but when you're like, uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, so growing up, we called my grandpa Pap Pap. I think par- grandparents are okay. Grandparents are okay, but I always felt really embarrassed to call him Pap Pap in school. So I'd be like my grandpa. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's the rule is that if you have an embarrassed, and it's like fine because it's like obviously when I was like talking to my family, I'd be like Pap Pap. Um, but like if, like I didn't want to have to like explain to my classmates <laughs> who pa- who, pa- pa- but it was really cute in, when I was in kindergarten I like wrote one of those little kid books and I had to dedicate it to someone and I dedicated it to him but I used his first name Aww. and everyone's like who's Nick and I'm like uh, oh. my grandpa because <laughs> I said Nick because I didn't know how to spell oh, Pat no. Pat. <laughs> or no, I didn't know how to spell Grandpa, and I didn't want to write Pat Pat. And I was like, I know how to spell Nick. That's a lot of shame at an early age. Um, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel to do tell they that? have shame <laughs> anonymous? Because uh, how does it feel to tell that story now? I like really it's it's funny now I feel like actually I've like between therapy and starting an antidepressant and stopping drinking I feel like a lot of my shame I broke my shame cycle wow um I feel really I mean there is still like some shame I'm sure that I'm dealing with but I think kind of the big Mm. shame stuff I've been really breaking down so hmm so uh, catch me uh, two nights a week in Bushwick. Uh, <laughs> talking about shame. Talking about shame in my uh, my set. Oh, my God. You said you yeah. and um, Brene, Brene Brown. Yeah. I'm going to be. Uh, I was really. Oh, I sh- actually can't talk about this because it's confidential. Okay. Um, but there was like. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. But I'll tell you offline. Remind okay. me too. Okay. Um, Ten minutes and I'll, I'll remind you. Okay. Um yeah, there's no way. There's just no way that I can talk about it without getting in trouble. If someone um, from my workplace listen, um, okay. Um, so I guess we, we, then enough, enough chatter. I know. Let's try. I feel like the sound effects uh, sucked oh, last time. Let's see okay, if they're better. Too loud, I'm gonna scream. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's really <laughs> that's loud. That's really loud. Um, we'll I see. Mean, um, we'll see if there are receipts. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so we're gonna clean out our voicemail, uh, box this episode. Um, so, um, we're gonna start with the most recent ones and work backwards. Um, and there is, um, you know, that's just kind of how it's gonna be. Hi, Pasty. It's Rachel FM. I want to ask, what do you guys do when you don't feel good enough? And like, especially uh, when you don't have good um, family modeling history. Oh, yeah, wait, delete. Hmm. Nope. Not gonna delete that. Um. But then this person, I think, sent another one. Okay. Okay. Solid question. Who are your guys' role models oh. for self-confidence? Thank you so much. I love you guys. Bye bye. Okay. Um, so did that person, was that person like, don't answer the first one? No, I, th- I think they're fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like they, so it's the same person asking two questions. Mm-hmm. Who's, who did they say it was? Rachel Nussbaum. Oh, uh, okay. Oh my God. Hey, Rachel Nussbaum. Um, sorry, I couldn't make out your name. Um, and, and, uh, on the Google translate, it says it's very f- kind of fun. 
as your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the Google Translate for the first question is, hi, puppies. It's very kind of fun. I want to ask you, what do you guys do when you don't feel good enough? Um, but that was actually the question. But the actual, the the context was... Uh, oh, wait, it's so much different. Like, reading... Right? I don't yeah. know. Okay, okay. Um, when you don't feel good enough. Okay, so... Like, as a person, what do you do? That's a really good question. You know, honestly, it is so insane. I think that, and this is, like, something that is not easy to do. And, like, I think this kind of happened to me by happenstance. I really think that um, kind of, like, removing toxic people and, like, removing yourself from toxic situations and... Uh, kind of trying to find the patterns of like where you don't feel good enough. Yeah. Um, and like whether that be like when you're looking at Instagram or whether it be like you have a toxic workplace or you have like a friend who uh, is really negative. Um, I think that like trying to remove a variable um, is a really um, is a really good place to start. I, s- I send some people send 10 people on on instagram all the time and he goes i can't look at that i muted them yeah i actually that is very true (laughs) um so i think that's good is not as when you feel when you don't feel good enough is just kind of like putting blinders on and focusing on yourself yeah i think i think part of that is just truly you know focusing on yourself and not looking at what everyone else is doing um because you are good enough. And I, th- I think it's just annoying to like look at everyone and, ju- and just judge yourself. I think just removing any ability to judge yourself, kind of like what, what you're doing, Tim, has been extremely helpful. And um, I don't know, just knowing knowing that the, the path is not always clear and just do your best, be a good person. And Yeah. I feel like this actually relates to like what we were talking about earlier today. Um, and I, I want to figure out how to phrase this to not, but like, I think that there are definitely like situations where like people unintentionally, like people who we like and care about can make us like feel not good enough. Um, and I think that in a lot of those situations, I think I made a really good analogy to it where, um, you know, I think it was especially like comedy wise, because I do um, think that that was kind of how we're talking about it. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, with any sort of like art that you're making Mm -hmm. or like anything that you're doing, um, it's like kind of just important to like realize that things like exist on a gradient. And it's like, yeah, um, like everyone likes movies, but like people who are really into movies, like, like, you know, weird, you know, true crazy stuff. And, you know, it's like, everyone has like a different favorite movie. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that like realizing that there isn't like an objective way of being good is like a a good way to see it because it's like, you might not like whatever your gold standard is, like you might not be living up to that, but that's like maybe unrealistic. And like thinking of like changing your perspective of like, oh, like literally I did something Mm -hmm. and like got out of bed. Like that is more than, that's like- More than enough. More than enough. Can you go to the the podcasting and hit the claps for Um, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We I think that's deserving of um yep, a pause. Okay. <laughs> Not saying you, you did this, but my therapist loves to do this thing where he'll he'll go, he'll like tie in two things that I were not the same at all. And so he like loves to go, this reminds me a lot about what you so I'll be like, you know, I love cows. And then he'll be like, This reminds me a lot about what you said last week. And I'm like, wait, how did that happen? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally always curious. He always says it. I'm like, I don't think so, but okay, go off. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to do that to my therapist wow. where I'm like, I think this really like reminds me of like what we were talking about last week. I would love to see the notes they have on us. I know. You know, like, cause, cause I know, like, I know he signed on a little late and I assume he's like probably like rushing, preparing, just like. Does he still work at Kip? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there they like really do look at your, like your they supervisor do. looks at your notebook. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I know. I'm like kind of curious, but like, I wonder now that my therapist is not at, is like just doing his own thing. Like how, um, you know, like thorough they are it's so it's just crazy to me to think about like a supervisor cup like you know like hey i need help with this one like you know, <laughs> like, you, know, you, know you know like someone just kind of like walking by looking at your work and you're like oh well you know yeah did you try uh <laughs> equal signs parentheses did you try uh, turn him on and off uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you have you tried ask you know asking about his past yet um that I know that blows my mind. Uh, That's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's funny to think that like being a therapist is just a job. I know. I told I told my therapist straight up like whenever you want to call out because you're like drunk and hung hungover, feel free to do it on me. What did he say to that? He's like, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how often you're partying on, on a Tuesday night, but if you ever want to just call <laughs> out, and and um, he's like, I really appreciate that. Well, <laughs> because I'm like your LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> I should, I should yeah, I'd be like, I so here's a story for everyone. I told my therapist. <laughs> my favorite, I don't know if anyone was there for my like two week uh, LinkedIn influencer. I was. Um, I had, when I was looking for jobs, I had to like go back and like dislike everything <laughs> that I liked of yours because it was like, it was like I chose what you liked. A, a it was all mark. just you being crazy. Oh my God. Well, so there was this person on LinkedIn. I think it all started from this work. This guy on LinkedIn, he was going on his flight and uh, he, so guy in front of this guy was like a bitch to the, the, the airline worker. He goes up to the airline worker when it's his time and he goes, don't worry, I'm going to make you this nice. I'm going to be nice to you. And he like posted all on LinkedIn about that interaction. And I'm like, it got so many reactions. People are like, this is how we, the gold, the gold banner of what we need to be doing. I was like, this is fucked up for being a good person. Insane. But yeah. for, for being a normal person. Ugh. It's yeah. so fun. It's, you can, it's, you can literally post whatever you want on LinkedIn is what I'm learning. And people love it. Yeah, it's really a weird, weird, weird thing. I love when people try to like cosplay as like normal people on LinkedIn, and and that is like they're so so crazy for being normal and posting their real life on LinkedIn. It's like, but it's always the most boring shit. I know. It's like, yeah, I went to Starbucks and did yoga this morning. That's my wellness. Uh. Oh my god! I there's another thing that I want to talk to you. I can't talk about on the air you about LinkedIn. I um, also, uh, we need to do <laughs> for all of our Patreon. hundreds of thousands of listeners. We do need to do a secret Patreon so that we can re get real um, and talk shit. Um, Have but, you started on your circles? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do you want to be on my circle? Sure. Okay. 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 I didn't know. I mean, Sal brought it up, um, but I didn't know uh, what your threshold was. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Um, We're promoting it now, so that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, let us know. <clears throat> so can we go back to the the, the other question? Of, yeah. So what was it again? I just want to make Sometimes sure. Sometimes I try and take the reins and Tim, I don't do great. So Tim has okay. to do it. Follow question. Who are your guys' role models for self-confidence? Thank you so much. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Aw. Who is your role model for self-confidence? I think maybe not like the the great way but like uh, like I, I feel like everyone's like my mom but my my mom is like the person who <sighs> she doesn't give a fuck but it's also it's also like maybe it's to to a fault so i think like the whole idea of like self-confidence of like she's the person that's like i guess i have so much anxiety for example like you know returning assured or like and she's like this might be so off whatever for self-confidence but this bitch does not she's like i'm i'm returning it andrew joseph i don't care we're going in there it closes in two minutes i don't care we're we're returning it right now (laughs) you know just like i'm like i don't know where she got this confidence just to like do this shit but um yeah i think i that's uh i guess self-confidence i think that's one part of confidence but self-confidence i've had to learn i think a lot by myself <laughs> yeah you know? i honestly feel like it is just like learning about yourself and yeah. like i do think that like it recently i've been in a lot of situations where i have had to feel confident i think that my biggest thing i struggle with right now is like sounding confident yeah. and like whether it be in writing or speaking i think i use a lot of like fillers that um like kind of like sort of of, and be like i mean um or i think whereas like i feel like what i do before i send a work email now is just go through and like delete every time i like say something that's not authoritative um how how or wow how no i said wow um just because i feel like i i mean i'm doing it now i feel like i feel like i um no i just want to sound more confident and be i feel confident let's I, do toastmasters what's that really yeah it's like a it's like oh is that like a public speaking thing yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah now that you say it I, yeah yeah i, now uh, that I said it, it really came back quick to you yeah it's like yeah it's like i would say, I would say like alanon but for speaking better but i don't know if that's right um yeah let's uh check it out but just kidding I'm, I'm actually packed i can't i can't go yeah now that now that i invited you i can't go uh-oh to toastmasters yeah you can't tell I people can't. that you're in the community well i'm just i'm kind of busy nowadays uh-huh. i mean yeah you know yeah you are busy nowadays i remember i remember when you had no plans <laughs> <laughs> you're like guess i'm going to phil's alone <laughs> Like, I still do that. I still, yeah. I'm still, um, still drive through Taco Bell. Drive through, going through <laughs> After the show, after the Grammys, I go out, chill out with family. Dreaming of days when I had the Mustang. Dance, isn't there like a remix of that song now? Yeah, it's, um, oh my God. Now we're Jack old. Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. But it just, it just is literally like the three letters like G L A M. Yeah. 
Okay, Mr. Harlow. I, I like don't know. know how I knew that that was That him. was great. Yeah. Um, so I guess like, yeah, I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I'm blanking on role models. I like feel like, I don't know. I don't really, I have people that I admire, but I don't really have role models. Yeah. Um, one of my, my friend, Amber Alert, who's a drag queen, um, was like, uh, <laughs> people who are mentor mentors, like, uh, seek out weak people. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've never, I think that's just one of those like truisms that aren't, yeah. you know, do you, have you ever had a mentor? Also remember when you waved at the drag queen that didn't. You're like, I know, I know her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you waved at the drag queen. You're like, I know her, the drag queen, like, stare blankly at you. Yeah. Which you probably do, but uh, they were working. Um, yeah. I, yeah, we would, like, walk through a drag bingo, and I knew the drag queen who was doing the drag bingo. I'm like, hey. Hey. And then she, like, just, like, blankly looked at me. <laughs> she was like, we're all going to love this. Oh, 69. Like, oh, the, um, uh, mentor, I, I think, remember I, I had a, a psychic, um, maybe two or three years ago. And one of the things she said is I'll have a mentor, but I think that was just indicative of, of starting therapy. And I think that's kind of a mentorship thing. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. I don't, um, I mean, I had like a good boss, but that was for like three. Oh months. yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I've had good bosses. Um, but I'm trying to think, I feel like Sarah Cowan's kind of my mentor in cool. a way. Um, um, I guess I don't know. She's just like a few years older than me. That that can still be. Yeah. Um, I like feel like mentoring people seems like a lot of work. It is. Um, but I don't know. and then you see that mentor is flawed, and that's difficult. And yeah, you know. Yeah, people. People are just people like you. Sometimes people are flawed. That was beautiful. Halfway through, through the, the woods. Um, okay, so I think that that covers that. And let's go. Okay. Andy, darling, it's me, Nino. Your old friend from school calling from my luxury penthouse in West Hollywood. You know, when I heard you were doing this lovely little podcast of yours, I was just thrilled. So glad to hear that you're doing well. Yes, you and the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a psychic, a little Miss Cleo of your own. How cute. Yes, I'm sure that'll be great with your audience. You know, those is there a way to do 1.5 speed? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I won't be tuning in as I'll be out partying with the housewives. You know, Lisa and Rena. Kylie and the rest. Who's Kylie? I don't know. Except for, I do remember, Andy, this one time mm-hmm. in school when... You were at the school play, and you pooped your pants right on the stage in front of the entire uh, class. Do you remember that? Yes, I do you remember those that? days, and I laugh, and I laugh a lot. But anyways, you've come so far. 
One question for the psychic. Uh, where do you see this uh, podcast going? Do you think it's going to be uh, a hit? I think so. Wait, Toodaloo. not to get not to get semantic, but wouldn't it be like isn't this pod is this podcast gonna go off with a hitch? Or can you say is are things gonna be a hitch? I feel like you say things are going to be a hit, a but hit. go off without a hitch. Yeah, that's I'm, true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so for context, for those just tuning in, uh-huh. two weeks ago, we did a live show with a podcast. So that is what... Um, with this, a psychic. With a psychic. Um, so that is what this caller is referring to. Um, she would say that this podcast is going off with a hitch, without a hitch. What's a hitch? Yeah, without a hitch. Um, and and uh, actually, I feel like she'd be like, I don't know. Oh my god, she's like, oh, oh it'll be ten dollars, and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> when she, when she, okay, when she like moved from like non-paying, uh, uh, giving people non-paid um, readings to like paid readings, where like there was like five second. It's in between. She was like, she she would switch so fast. She was like, show's over, ten dollars. Yeah. She she turned over a quick penny at the show. Yeah, I mean that's good. I oh, mean, think so of funny. all the dumb shit you I spend know. ten dollars on. Like how, I, well, like what? Um I spent eleven dollars getting us two Dunkins oh, and okay. uh, uh ten munchkins. Um, well, I guess you could eat that, but I feel like you, there are, there are places in this city where it's literally $20 for a cocktail. Oh, that's true. That's wow. True. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. So do I, we've kind of set the, the precedent that we're ourselves. So I wish I could do kind of a character. Yeah. I mean, so to talk about the podcast, I feel like we, is this fourth wall? This is breaking the fourth wall. I think that when we talked about doing a podcast, we talked about if we wanted to do a character podcast and whenever anyone calls in and does a character, I like literally, like we were, Tim freezes. I freeze. I cringe. It hurt. It like, <laughs> I guess going back to, I feel like it was the last question, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so confident and so like myself and I don't care. But the thought of doing character work, which is kind of interesting because I do feel like a lot of my comedy is character, character work, work mm-hmm. but it's like very you, you, me. Yeah, it's very like rooted in myself, but I feel like it makes me very uncomfortable. So maybe that means I need to pursue it. Yeah. You need to you need to dip your foot into character acting and character. I'm gonna show up to the mic next week dressed like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> I'll be Raggedy Andy. Oh my god, that's so oh cute! My god. Someone sent me couples costume. Okay, someone. Oh, okay. I hate couples costumes. And someone sent me. Um, someone sent me like called me. Uh, they were like, I want to put my name or put your name on my boot or whatever. And then he followed up and he he said. Just like the movie Toy Story, as if I like, as if that isn't the one calling card I've had in my whole goddamn life. That na- and um, what's it? Oh my god, that's actually kind of cute though, Andy. Aww. But, um, what I guess what's Tim what, or like what's what's like a when people reference Tim, what do they always reference? Oh my god, Tim uh, Gun? No, uh, South Park. <laughs> Which one is Tim? The um. The uh oh, are you gonna do something problematic? Tim South Park. Sometimes the mentally disabled (laughs) kid. (laughs) 
Wait, let's... Timber! Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got, so I got a lot of that in middle Timber. school. Um, I got a lot of Timmy the Tooth. Um, oh. And then, do you know that band of Montreal? Okay. They're like an indie band. That was a big, that was a big hit. No, they had a song called Tim, I Wish You Were Born a Girl. Oh. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which might be problematic now. No. But, um... Um, so I got some of that, um, from during my, during my indie phase. Okay. Um, what else have I gotten? Timmy the Tooth, Timbo, uh, Timbuktu. Timbuktu, I like that. Yeah, I like Timbuktu. Um, what else? Yeah, that's kind of it. I don't get like hit on by Tim. I feel like Tim is like, Andy's cute. Tim is like butch, butch and like mask and chill oh, i know i thought about you know like because andrew andrew can go drew andy drew's cute too yeah, andy drew's, andrew are both cute drew is cute maybe i'll do that when you um <laughs> move to chicago yeah move to chicago <laughs> wait okay I, i'm gonna pick that up I, I need attention again i'm gonna pick that up again um yeah you should pick up the chicago you should also i feel like if you want attention just start calling going by drew okay um but it reminds me so in college there is this girl on my hall freshman year and her first name was olivia but when she came to college she started going by the her middle name cleo mm. um and she went to hampshire for two years and was like known as cleo there and then she transferred to oberlin for the, her last two years and then she went back to being olivia so she was olivia her whole life uh-huh. she went to hampshire for two years and went by cleo and then she went transferred schools in the middle went to oberlin and was olivia for and is living her life as olivia now what a what a true hampshire story that what a, yeah, what a, what a, what a tale is told as uh old as time with hampshire um what did, I, what did i want to say do we have any that we haven't heard yeah we do oh wow we still have more um so actually this person is bringing up a really good point in our voicemail message we reference that uh there was jazz playing which was extremely loud when we recorded our we should re-record our um answering machine message okay. after this okay but like i referenced that there was live jazz playing and um you can't really hear it in the message which is crazy because um it was really loud but okay i couldn't hear the jazz <clears throat> um okay so are lesbians like not good anymore hold on sorry Yeah, are Americans, like, not good anymore? Like, is that not all right anymore? Like, is it outdated? Are we not using that anymore? Um, I want to be, like, I want to be on the right side, you know what I mean, of history. Um, and I don't know if they do that. You know what I mean? Um... Oh my god! This, no, I don't know what you mean. No, this sounds Sorry like, for all the noise. This sounds like if Sorry for the jazz in the background. This okay. So you can hear the jazz, or you uh, can't. Are they okay? Well, I then I think she was making fun of the fact that she couldn't hear jazz. So then she was being like, "Sorry for the jazz in the background with hers," when there was no jazz um, in her message. So this sounded like a one like if one person was drunk and sounds like sounds like a drunk conversation. I got to say that. Yeah. So one sided. Yeah, um, I will say I think les I think that like lesbian, gay, and bi are making a comeback. I think that queer Ooh. had its moment, and I think now I like that so many people are 
identifying as bi. You are? Um, I mean... I'm not reaping any rewards. Yeah, I think that's probably it. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, you're bi, suck a cock. Yeah, literally. I'm like, okay. Like, and you're just a non-practicing bisexual? Yeah. Uh, so, but I feel like it's... I feel like I like queer i like queer instead of lgbtq plus whatever yeah me, me too um, but i like that people i feel like people are going back to saying like i'm a lesbian or i'm gay um if anyone has has went from queer to back and reverted back to yeah call in and talk about your choice um i, f- I feel like i Obviously, we know that a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of gay people I know now were bi previously because it's kind of like a stepping stone or that's where you feel comfortable. And then then you say fully, fully gay. Um, I don't have to have, have anything more to say on that. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I think just be yourself and be yeah. true to who you are. And we love lesbians. Lesbians are the core of our community. They're the backbone. They're the backbone. I know if... If I needed, you know, handiwork around the house, I would call a lesbian. Yeah. And truly. And, um, you know, they've got the emotionality of, of you know, a beautiful woman. Um, I love that. And, you know, hardworking. Great for America, I'd say, all around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like I relate more to lesbians than to other gay men. Lesbians love you. I love lesbians. I like, it's actually... I'm kind of curious why lesbians love me so much. I think I think it's because because it's like whenever I see like a hot lesbian that looks like a guy, I'm like, oh my god, I, I want to fuck him. But for I think that's what lesbians do for you. They're like, oh my god, I look like she's, a- yeah, she's so hot. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh no, um, no. I like it's actually a very. I feel like it is um, something that um, I just really get along with lesbians really well. I don't know. Um, we're in nine one, yeah. September eleventh is coming up, by the way, everyone. Okay, I'm going to see Little Shop of Horrors that day. Really? Yeah, with D and Gray. It was our my birthday gift. Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop. And um, everyone, feel free to call and let let me know how good of a singing voice I have. Yeah, um, I really was sad that we missed karaoke last night. Oh, I know. I know that was I, that was kind of fun. That yeah, that the karaoke night, the last Wednesday of the month of the Windjammer is really fun. Um, everyone should come. Um, we'll be there next month. Yeah, we'll be there next month after our show. Then. Um, oh yeah, we need work. We oh my god, literally, it's we've had so many shows the past like six months, and like I'm so happy to have a break. But now I'm like I want to do something. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, on. Tuesday night, Nora uh, Page was like, "When's your next show?" And I was like, "I don't know if we know yet." Nope. Um, so, so look out for that. Um, but okay, let's next message. Hi. Uh, okay. Back to my uh, question is, like, how involved should you be? How involved should a person be in politics? Okay. Because it seems like anything you hear about politics is, like, filtered through a million different things, like news sources and things that, like, whatever. It just seems really arcane what actually happens in politics, and, like, no one's really an expert on it. But Mm -hmm. also, politics should be, like, 
everyday people finding out they're, they have like more power than they could ever imagine. So how involved should a person be in politics? Thanks. Wow. One of the lighter questions we've had <laughs> yeah. this, this week. Um, what, what do you think? Um, I think that I actually had like a realization of this in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if everyone, I don't know if we actually mentioned, mentioned this last time, but we had the opportunity to zoom with Dan Goldman, um, who will likely be our Congress person. Um, I did not vote for him. Um, but it just made me like realize that, I mean, he is incredibly independently wealthy and I saw one of his, and he was just like a total doofus when we zoomed with him. He like the first thing out of his month mouth was like Trump and it's like, okay, like literally like we don't care. Yeah. Um, like what are you going to do for us? Um, and then I like realized that he was like the heir to Levi Strauss and then I saw one of his supporters on the street by the subway and I was like, sorry, I don't vote, vote for million. I was like, sorry, I don't vote for billionaires. Um, and they were like <laughs> a billionaire. And then I like looked up at how much his net worth was and it was like $300 million. It's like, Oh, excuse me. Like millionaire, <laughs> um, a multi-millionaire, but like still it's like so fucked up. It's like, and the person was like, well, he's not the only person in Congress who's like, rich and i'm like they should be out too yeah i'm like they should all fucking be out i mean he would be one of the top three richest people in congress but still like the fact that like nancy pelosi is like a real estate multimillionaire, it's like fucked up like i think that like it just made me realize i guess that like grassroots organizing and being involved in your community uh-huh. is like so important and i think that it is like really feels more powerful and like more sustainable and like more result oriented than like trying to get someone into Congress because it's like at the end of the day, I think that the fact that he could just pump $5 million of his own money into a campaign is like, there's no way it's insane. And there's no way that anyone could really beat that. No. in like kind of a random election. So I just feel like it's kind of futile futile at the time being to like be involved in politics in that way. But I think it's like as interested in it as you are. But like, I do think that like you can um, be involved in things that are political because everything is political. And um, I think that being like, I'm like a lefty Twitter guy. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's just like the same thing as like being really into sports. Yeah, I, I think being uh, how how I guess the question is like how involved should a person be? I think it's like maybe the equation I would give or analogy is like if you went to a different country and being able to speak their language, you should know enough to, to kind of like get by and wade through, you know, honest conversations and uh, be able to kind of at a micro level, but at a macro level, understand politics. Because I feel like my mom you know, for example, she's someone who, who, you know, was so tuned into all the Trump nonsense. I think that was everyone in America actually, but it's like, if you asked what the local people are, are doing at like, you know, the Phoenix level or whatever, she had, would have no fucking clue. Or, or like mm-hmm. the, even the fact that like, you know, um, you know, rent going up or evictions happening. I, I, I feel like you need to have, I think at all levels, you should be kind of tuned in at least a small amount so you can speak about, you know, the local level, federal level, um, 
I mean, that's not a fun fun answer, but but I think I think you just need to have enough knowledge to to care. Yeah, no, I think that that is very true. I like that analogy of like being able to like speak the local language. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also just think that it's you know so hard for people to kind of like imagine imagine other people's lived experiences, but um, true. I think it's important to try, yeah. um, even if it's like difficult or you might not totally get it. Um, and I also just feel like with activism, people just get burnt out really easily. Sure. Well, and, and I think when you think about politics and, and like people who are like, oh, I really want to get involved in politics or no more, you think you have to like know every little bit of minutia or like all the small details where, where I really think you, what you need to know is like, what you believe as, you know, as a person, what, you know, you, you have kind of a, a goal for a better world. And then you just really go find the people who want to achieve that goal, you know, and you start doing the work there. Yeah, totally. So uh, I hope that answers your question, friend. And if that was supposed to be a funny question, sorry, we give you a real answer. Yeah. Yeah. Also it capitalized arcane. That's a that's a that's a TV show I watched on Netflix. What was it about? It was about League of Legends. Oh, interesting. Um. So we did answer this question at our live show. Do we need to answer it on there? Okay. And I also think that this person got a live recording of their response from their um, wife who was in the audience. So um, that is um, good. Um, do you have enough time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where's where's doing good? Um, let's see how many we have. Okay, so I think that this could be our last one. Okay. And then we're caught up on our um voicemails. Um so send them in. Yeah, so yeah, send us some more. Um it would be we this is really fun. I feel like I've people stopped sending them because we got so many in the oh. beginning and then we were kind of like not answering all of them every week, but we're finally caught up. We're, um, we're ready to do it. We're ready. We're ready. Hi, Tim. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, entire basket community. It's Danielle Deluti. I'm fully doxing myself. That's okay. Um, okay. Uh, kind of a rant, kind of a request for advice. So uh, recently I was introduced on a show as get ready for your next comedian. I have no idea if she's gay, Danielle Deluti. <laughs> and this is not the first person to kind of like explicitly make it known that they are not clear on my sexuality. Mm. Um, I also have a joke. I'm not clear on my own sexuality. <laughs> uh, I, I think pansexual is probably the right word. I, I'm attracted to hot, funny people, and I have no idea what constitutes hot. Like this gender is not super helpful. My concern, okay, what I'm annoyed about is that I'm just worried that I'm putting out vibes that I, like, am asexual, which I want to say I'm not making a moral value judgment on that. Asexuality, great, just not me, Mm -hmm. right? I'm feeling insecure because I think people have this idea where they're like, Danielle, what is she? She doesn't fuck. Guys, I fuck, okay? No, I haven't (laughs) been here, but, you know, I'm open to it, okay? I'd like to, but... I just feel like I'm walking around and people are like, what is she? And I don't know if that's a me thing, like I should change or if that's just a me feeling insecure and I just need to whatever. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I do feel comfortable in my own skin and I feel pretty confident and just generally good. But I don't know. Is it weird that people are like, what are you? Okay. Please speak on it. 
Bye. Oh, wow. I, I think I ran ran away one guy because I said I was, like, asexual, but I, I framed it as the fact that, like, I can have sex one time a year and then kind of, like, be okay. And I think he took that as I was strictly asexual. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> really? Yeah. You do you feel that though? Kind of, but that's yeah. okay. Um, but what? Wait, that I can that I can have sex one time a year. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What? Do you, uh, I I think I think kind of giving someone this obviously it's a comedy show, so it's like we would probably do something like that. But I guess I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to give people like uh, names and and. Feelings are always involved. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder, I'm trying to think of like what my impression of you is. I would say you are, I get, or are labels not helpful? I feel That's like a good question. you give off horny vibes. Yeah, you're, you're gorgeous. You're hot. Yeah, you're really hot. I I'll, honestly, I think that like when I try to imagine like if I were like myself but straight and not saying that you're saying you're straight, but I'm mm. like, oh, I'd probably date like a girl like that. Yeah. A woman, a, a woman, woman like that. I thought you were going to go. If you were a woman, like Daniel. Actually, we yeah. I f- actually feel like we probably would. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but uh, I don't. Maybe sh- I don't know. I can't. I can't picture your cleavage though. I think maybe that's a good thing. Um, but maybe show off some cleavage here and there. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I also don't know if that's like extremely inappropriate. <laughs> but I think maybe that's something. It's something like that Michael Kors would say, Daniel. So hopefully you can understand it from that level. He'd be like, show off those puppies. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's also just like horny text someone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the person that said that, what you do is you go on Instagram and just be like, just so you know, just I'm, saying I'm not asexual. Yeah, and not saying anything is wrong with asexual, but I have like a very clear idea of like someone who is asexual in my head. Okay, you have like five things you need to tell me about after this podcast. Yeah, I know, um, but like I do think that like you don't um, present asexual. Here's what you do, Daniel. You take it can be like a normal picture of yourself but have like five dildos and vibrators lined up in the background <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just be like busy day and then post it on every social media you have possible yeah no that that'll get the message across yeah also just post a picture of yourself feeling hot yeah i think that that's been a really important thing um i think that's important to do let's look at we're gonna look at your instagram also imagine it imagine i was just going to my no to, that's uh, exactly what i was doing to do to um dox you even further you have the best instagram handle which is uh female intern okay you definitely have a lot of stand-up videos up here um you're so hot post a sexy selfie yeah 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 people we like if i was no I'm interested not I'm not if someone was like danielle deludi's hot and i looked at this instagram i wouldn't be able to tell S- no um but you have a hot friend, though. Do you, I'm, I'm going to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he's not asexual. But no, I think um, I think you're you're really cute. I cannot. I don't. I don't see. You even have you have a picture of you with the. Oh, does it say slut or slur? I think it's a slut. Okay. You have cool glasses too. Yeah. Um, where? What year are we in? 2019. Okay. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. Wait, you're hot. Yeah, you're hot. Stop. 
Um, oh my God, your explore page. No it. wonder you have body dysmorphia. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our, our next podcast. Um, um, wait, so we've literally answered all the questions on the air, except the one that we entered at our live show. So let's just do it so that we are completists. Okay. And then we will OCD. be done. I, yeah. Hi, Tim and Andy. This is Gray. I hope y'all can give me some advice on reconnecting with a friend. I had a sort of falling out with my best friend a couple of years ago, <laughs> and we are seeing each other for the first time in years this Sunday. I'm very nervous. Uh, our friendship didn't necessarily end in some big fight, but it definitely didn't end on like a good note. A lot has changed since we were besties in my life, and I'm sure her life has changed as well. Um, I'm nervous that maybe we won't have things in common, or something like that i I miss her a bunch i'm excited to see her but i'm nervous about how to fill in those gaps anyway would love some advice thanks y'all okay love you bye oh thanks gray love you um love you too um i feel like we can keep it simple with this one and i think that um like we have like well, we answered it once, but I feel like we've listened to it like five different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like the simplest and also this actual instance of you seeing your old friend has like was a month ago at this point, um, almost. And um, I think that just remember the reason why you fell out with a person or yeah. like had distance. And like, um, I mean, if it was like a falling out, just like keep that in mind. And like, I don't know, you probably like, things change situations change i think as we get older too our friendships really change and like sure. are different like i think that you know some of my best girlies like a lot of them are like having kids and are married and like it's not like we're gonna like be out dancing every night and it's like maybe i see them like three times a year but they're still good friends so i think that just like investing yourself in your shared history and being okay with the fact that you're different and like keeping in mind why you're not as close as you are um, my, uh, yeah, I, I, maybe you have heard this five times, so I, I'm getting now, it's kind of like you, you watch the movie again, and you get something else out you, of it. You're seeing the Easter eggs I, in I, this I'm one. I'm seeing the Easter eggs. I, I guess what I would say is, is, um, just obviously be yourself, but this is kind of a, a good time to practice, like, being radically like honest and and which also when you're radically honest i think it has to also come with compassion just just like even noting like hey i want to let you know that this reconnecting is a bit awkward but i really miss you and i've had a lot of fun um and i hope we can kind of start out fresh and i think just saying those things might be helpful to creating a new relationship yeah no that's so true i also think that just being super honest about how you feel and even if it's like you feeling awkward or I don't think that in this situation you're required to say like if you're like oh I like saw you and I'm not into it oh yeah (laughs) but I think that like if you feel like you know it was so nice seeing you and like I want to keep seeing each other and like you know let me you know it was great to catch up and like if you ever wanted to like do see each other, you know, again, or just see each other one-on-one. I don't know if you saw each other in a group or not. Um, but, um, or, you know, invite them to, you say that you like, you're in a different place in your life and I can understand that. And I think that kind of inviting them into an opportunity that you can show them your new life is like a little easier than like having to explain like all the minutia of it. Agreed. Um, so 
Um, I think that answers that one. Um, so, um, yeah, this was a good, these were a good batch of questions. I know. I, I was jokingly going to say at the, the top if we should make this a serious podcast episode and i think it organically became one yeah um so. it was yeah i know um i mean i know that you all were uh, expecting a laugh a second uh-huh but sorry um that's not how uh the podcast crumbled today it's kind of like a com- like a woody allen comedy yeah where the, the laughs are a little bit sparse you know yeah not haha funny no. <laughs> but just kidding. You see, you see it and you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of clapped. The, the Bergman film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope everyone has a beautiful um, week. Woody Allen weekend. Woody Allen weekend. Just kidding. If anyone wants to, um, Joan Didion wrote a really good takedown of Woody Allen in, in the late 70s or early 80s. And it in the New York Review of Books. Uh-huh. So if you uh, Google Joan uh, Didion, Woody Allen, New York Review of Books, it'll come up and it's really funny. Yeah, that's our only thing that we had to plug for this podcast is Joan Didion's one review of Woody Allen. Well, it's actually her reviewing three of his films oh. in one essay. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll be... I'll be everyone's gonna be running to read that after this. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Um, uh, when I posted on my Instagram story, three different people asked me for the link. Um, so um, you should like you should like alphanumerically like tell us tell everyone what the link is. HTTPS forward slash New York Times dot com forward slash A R dd joan d i don't know yeah. oh, i could have could have done that for an hour well yeah everyone have a great woody allen weekend and we will be back next week yeah we'll be back next week bye bye like us on all of your apps and please call us in with voice please call in with more voicemails we love you we love you bye, bye.